business success usually comes to those who are too busy to be looking for it. Join RVK for the award-winning RV on Business Show every Tuesday at 12 midday. It's not about thinking out of the box. There is no box. Only on 101.9 High FM. Welcome to 101.9 High FM. It's 30 minutes past 12. Thank you so much for joining us. Apologies about the late hour. Fatizma Lingua, the Managing Director of Squidnet, welcome back to High FM. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. I must say, it was a lot better last time you were sitting across the studio from me and we had a chat beforehand, but we've got you on the line and that's really great. How have you been keeping the last couple of months? Oh, very good, very good. We really can't complain, especially the economic situation the country's in. We've been, we've been doing quite well, so truly blessed. In other words, the economy hasn't been doing well and you've been doing well. We've been doing well. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Am I correct in saying that I noticed a very elegant building on the side of the highway the other day? Yes, yes. We, we are part of the um, Dust Fiber Africa company. Right. Um, so we were able to put our planning up on that beautiful building. I must say, it's very prominent, nice logo, nice colors. It's just there in your face. Um, you know, Fatizo, last time we spoke, I must say, I was a little green behind the ears. I wasn't quite sure what the Internet of Things did in the sense it has, how it related to business. But almost as, you know, I've spoken to you, I've matured, things matured, and things have become a lot more automatic. Maybe just give us a, a bit of an overview of what the subject matter is what it is that you guys do, and then what achievements you have la- you had last year that you guys are quite proud of. Yeah, um, I mean IoT really um, for us is very simple. It's about making better decisions, making digital decisions, especially on assets that are remote, the type of assets that aren't usually within your premises. So, for example, your vehicle, if you have a a tracking company. Um, tracking your vehicle, they would be using our technology. Um, or if you are tracking goods that are in transit, like um, Coca-Cola products or or um, fish or some kind of cold chain product, you could use you could use our technology both for for tracking the vehicle and also monitoring the goods and making sure that the temperature stays within the optimal um, um, temperature. We, we go far and wide with our technology. Um, we have been able to track things like. Um, eagles, um, rhinos, cows, um, just to give you far out um, examples. And the reason we're able to do that is because um, we are able to listen to assets um, that are very far away and we guarantee that we can hear them when they speak. Um, so that's really um, one of our big niches. And we operate in a spectrum, unlike um, the Vodacom and MTM, for us human beings, um, that have to pay for spectrum, we operate in what is called the unlicensed spectrum. So we're able to really keep the cost down for business. When you say when you say that you hear and you see the assets, so to speak, in other words, you always have an eye, you always have a finger on the pulse of what's happening with that, that particular asset, regardless of what it is and where it is. Absolutely. I only say that the two things we, we excel at is tracking that asset so we know when it moves, and, and the other one is also monitoring the asset where, um, where we can set a condition and say if the temperature rises or falls beyond acceptable parameters, um, we get a message. Um, so, so you're absolutely right. And, and any way that may be, and another example is like a borehole. We can have our technology in a borehole and when, and, and as the water gets consumed, 
we let you know how many liters were, were used up. So that's similar in a way. In your press release, there's a, a project they did in a place called, I hope I pronounced it correctly, Kwakwani. Um, and there, there was northern Limpopo, absolutely no infrastructure what to, what to speak of. Infrastructure was put, was put in and unusual to what happens in those areas is that infrastructure gets put in, it runs for a day or two during the ceremony, then it sort of breaks down and it just lies like that forever. Yours has been maintained, been looked after. Not only that, it's been monitored and kept up. Absolutely. And at a cost that is affordable to people who aren't necessarily um, able to hire teams of engineers. So to take us to that project a little bit, you know, if you, we're talking about uh, we're talking about a storage co- a system, we're talking about water, we're talking about agriculture. How did yeah. technology get involved over there? Um, you know, it, it, when it comes to making decisions, um, no matter what the industry you're in, um, the the later you react to a situation, the more costly it is. So so we kind of get to do that for industries like agriculture. Um, for example, if you are in the agriculture space and one of your leaves, let's say you're, you're growing wine or, or vineyard, and one of your leaves gets this bacterial spore, uh, that could spread in 24 hours and wipe out your whole crop. But with our technology, we're able to detect that bacterial spore, get a message to the farmer, and that farmer is able to take some kind of action that prevents the crop from being lost. Um, within 24 hours. So, so it's, it's, it's as complicated as that, or sometimes as simple as a farmer forgets to close a gate that's five kilometers away from his house, um, and he's not sure if he's closed the gate or not closed the gate. Um, with our technology, because we don't need battery life, he's able to monitor something that simple that, that could prevent the loss of stock. Okay, so I, I tell you what, what I'm just trying to picture here is the particular case. Let's take a sophisticated wine farm down in the Eastern Cape with all the money, with all the technology. What hardware is actually put in place that a scientist sitting either in Stellenbosch or in France can look and say, call up the farmer and say, hey, Mr. Joe, you've got a spore on your, on, in this field, on this leaf, and I'm worried about it. What hardware is in place? So, so the hardware is, the hardware is, yeah, the hardware is very simple. It's just a simple sensor that, that we are able to use to tell, um, the particles in the air, the particles per million, right. um, of that bacterial spore. And we don't have to tell a, a, a scientist in Stellenbosch. We tell the farmer directly. Um, so, so that's the power of this technology. It's able to, to, to act as a middleman between the assets being in distress and the farmer knowing so that he can make that kind of decision. And it's a simple sensor that would probably be the size of, um, you know, the battery, a pen battery, and, and it would be in an encasing that is about half the size of your remote and would be would be stuck against uh, uh, one of the trees or against the fence so that it's in an area and it's able to monitor around five, um, I think it's five hectares, um, square hectares. Um, to be able to pick up those balls. So the more of the sensors that you have in the field, um, the higher you can be accurate. Um, but even one makes that bigger difference. Fantastic. I'll tell you what, we're running out of time because we need to run to the shops. Let's just take a quick ad break. I'll be back with you in a moment. 
This is RV on Business. Welcome back to, to 101.9 High FM. It's nine minutes till half past 12. And in other words, it's nine, 12, 21. On the line with me is Fatiz Wayne Malingo, who's a managing director of Squidnet. And we're just talking about the Internet of Things, how things can be done and managed remotely, how security can be given to people, businesses, communities by experts who aren't there and maybe have never been there, but yet can control and can give input and can give advice and make sure that things are maintained and managed in such a way that things continue, can continue going um, a little bit further. But let me ask you a contentious question about South Africa at the moment. You know, everybody looks up at the morning and says, oh, it's going to rain. The power is going to go out. Now, that's just become sort of a chain of events that we expect. It rains, cold gets wet. Power stations don't work, boom, boom, boom. Surely in 2020, there must be some technology in place where we can't prevent rain because you don't want to do that. We can't prevent yeah. cold getting wet because we can't keep it all under cover. But surely there must be some technology that can mitigate the circumstance. Absolutely. And, and you touch on, you touch, yeah, you, you really touch on what we believe our technology can do. Now, now I, I know it is a bit controversial, but how do we help bring that technology, um, first of all, to our industries like electricity where we can start benefiting as normal consumers? Um, and our belief is it's through entrepreneurs. So the technology is there. The technology is simple. You don't need to be a, a rocket scientist to use it, but we need to get it into um, these big systems like ESCOM that, 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 that can get and ask for help from entrepreneurs. So we have a program um, that allows for entrepreneurs to come on, and in three months we teach them to augment their traditional products and services with IoT in a way that they can start doing this thing that we believe in. And our hope is, is that they are then able to become service providers to the ESCOMs. Um, but even if they aren't, I think they can even get into a position where they are able to provide us directly in our homes um, services um, that are that are like water for the first world country. You know, if I had to ask you, what what specific sorry, what specific areas of entrepreneurship do you guys give pupillage or tutorage in? You know, is it farming? Is it manufacturing? If someone is listening to the show and saying, "Shucks, I'd love to get up," you know, get up to speed. What areas yeah. are you looking for? So we look at all we look at all industries because it really works in all industries. So I always I always see them. I say we go from below the ground, um, mining. Um, to above the ground, things like agriculture, into logistics, manufacturing, moving the stuff into our cities. Um, but a lot of the entrepreneurs that come in are entrepreneurs that are starting to notice little spaces um, that are usually security or health related. And so we're getting a lot of those kind of companies coming through. Um, but but we, we really welcome any entrepreneur who has spotted a need in their um, community um, to then learn from us how to augment, augment that with technology. Because that's what technology allows them to do. It allows them to, to almost, at the power of 10, start competing with, um, with traditional companies. But so we just got an SMS through from a person to say that I'm part of a rural community up in, in Pumalanga. We are involved in agriculture. However, we've always had hassle getting information and getting technology to help us. What yeah. assistance would you be able to give us? We have land. We have manpower, but we don't have expertise or capital. Yeah. Um, 
They can definitely get in touch with us on uh, squidnet.com. There's um, a few programs, including us being able to redirect them to some good funding um, programs. We've got a lot of partners that are willing to, to fund companies like this. So I think as simple as getting in touch with us and we'll be able to, to walk with them towards, towards a, a good solution. Okay, we've got four and a half minutes left to the end of the show. 2020, what's you. in your inbox? What are you looking forward to? Um, you know, we, we spent the last three years making sure that this technology is available countrywide. So we now cover 93% of the population. That means if your product or your asset is able to speak um, SquidNet or speak SigFox, we are guaranteed to hear it in this country. So for 2020, we want to make sure that that technology starts getting used by the people for us that matter um, the most in the South African context. And that is entrepreneurs that are able to go out and start servicing the unserviced market. There's a lot of um, people who have not experienced service delivery in the country. There's a lot of people who, who have water but have not experienced itemized billing in water and, and, and be able to, to be wiser in terms of their water. So our focus this year is really to make sure that our technology is, is practically getting into the hands of small businesses um, so that they can start making a difference to markets that traditionally are not benefiting from this technology. Fatizwa, we've had a rough year last year. The last time the two of us sat here, we, we almost joked um, about the state of affairs and then uh, our, our worst reality, our worst fantasies became reality. We couldn't believe, I couldn't believe at the end of the year when you turn around and see what actually happened. You know, Ramaphosa, phobia, whatever you want to call it, came and went like a flash. And we've really, really had hassles. But yet speaking to a person like you, either you are, excuse the expression, got your head stuck deeply in the ground, or you're an absolute optimist who can see through the clutter and through the noise and say at the end of the day we're roughly 60 million people that are determined to make lives better for ourselves and for each other. And either you want to be part of it or you don't want to be part of it. Where do you see yourself and therefore your company? Say again, what do I where do you see yourself fitting in? Do you see yourself as somebody who is positive and there's just so much good to give here? Or is yeah. this country really on a hiding for nothing? You know, everything is about opportunity and it's about the lens that we look at it through. And, and I think the answer can easily be both. We are firmly in the optimistic world. We believe that we have the people who can make a difference if they take the decisions at the right time take decisions that create the best value. And so we try and keep our heads down, not necessarily in the sand, but we try and keep our heads down and we get our technology out to people so that they start making better decisions. We have seen it in communities as far out as, as Kwakwane. Kwakwane is a little community that is, is, is situated between the borders of Zimbabwe, Mozambique, and South Africa. They've never seen service delivery. They've never eaten bread, some of them. And today they have a bakery running. They, they are able to produce crop into the neighboring communities. And they've changed their life expectancy of those 100 people that live in that village. So, so, so for us, that's what we believe. We believe that if we just do our little part, um, the guy next door is also doing his little part, and we can turn this, this country around. Um, but we shouldn't be blind to, to the signal um, when when good men are doing nothing. And I think we, we should not stand by and do nothing. Fantastic. In closing, how do people get hold of you? How do they get hold of opportunity? How do they be in touch? 
Um, we are we are available on the website, um, so you could ask Uncle Google. Um, our name is Squidnet with a with a W, um, and and once you land up there, just hit info at squidnet.com and, and ask us any question. We're a very high touch company, so we really want to get out and help um, big companies and also little um, little startups. Um, we have social media presence as well, and through channels like yourself, um, um, we would love to uh, redirect listeners' phone into KFM and ask for our details. Fantastic. Patisa Malingua, MD of Squidnet, as always, thank you so much for your time and thanks for coming on air. Thank you so much. Thank Great. You. Thank you very much. Please go along, have a look at the website. It's an amazing company. It's again, it's a true South African story. Dynamic people got together, made things happen, collaborations, joint ventures, people really just working together, piggybacking on each other's expertise in order to produce something really, really significant. And for me, one thing you didn't hear once in an entire interview is BEE or triple BEE. It's all about just getting things done. Yes, they comply. There's no doubt about it. But they're crying out for opportunity and they're crying out for collaborations and partnerships. So please, wherever you are, get together, put it, your, your shoulder behind the grindstone and let's see what they can do as Squidnet. Um, and really bring technology to the fore in order to propel things forward. I know I've got a meeting um, shortly with them just to discuss one or two projects that I picked up overseas where I feel that that expertise can be brought in here, but together with remote monitoring and control, it will bring the cost down dramatically, and we should be able to have a similar effect that they're having overseas. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening. We'll speak to you next week.